And welcome back to the Over the Boards podcast. My name is Matthew Duke here in studio with Jay Ashtown and Vinny Cristiano. Once again, we are going to give our very, very early playoff predictions because that's what we do. Uh, we're just going to talk about more things going around the league as the NHL started last night's season. So very exciting stuff here at the Over the Boards podcast. So for today's episode, let's go. Fellas, fellas, fellas. What is up? Welcome back. Yes, welcome back. Yeah. Um, the NHL season started last night. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. Oh. Uh, we, we get the best time of the year, yep. which is October, because it's when the hockey season starts. You know, baseball's in playoff. You got college football, NFL all going. Basketball's about to start. It's it's the one month where you're going to get everything. I love October. Even so oct- October's great. You guys won't give credit to NASCAR, but NASCAR is still going no, on. And it's the NASCAR, NASCAR playoffs yeah, right credit. now, yeah, actually. I'll give it, yeah. everything, everything is going on right now. Literally, Literally everything, everything is going on. Go Jeff Gordon. Yep, Jeff Gordon's going to win. Yep, absolutely. I think tennis Go is still Gordon. going on. Oh, pro- Golf uh, is still happening, yeah. too. Yep. Is tennis still happening? I don't know. I kind of just said that. I would that. imagine it, that there's a chance that it's much not. Year, <laughs> there's pretty much, I feel like there's pretty much year-round tennis. Professional ball is still going on. Yeah. Go my man's uh, um, Jason Belmonte. I'm sure somewhere the, there's a Bar League softball a, team that's a still playing game. a tournament yeah. right now. I, I finished. You said, I you finished said last week. Bar League softball yeah. last week. Last week, yesterday. Started in May, and I finished last week. That's like a that's, that's like awesome. a minor league baseball where'd, season. Where did you finish? Um, we came in second place. We lost in the championship. Oh. And you said, I remember us talking about how you said you got mercy, and then we were like, well, it's not really that bad to get mercy in yeah. Bar League softball because yeah, it, it kind of happens all the time. Um, what is the mercy? What, what was the mercy for your league? Like, how many runs was it? Fifteen after five or twelve after five, something like that. Okay, because I mean, because like that's a lot, but that's yeah. just because I know, like in some leagues, it's like eight, or and a little more competitive ones, it's like six, which yeah. is not really a lot. You know, it's not a lot um, of runs at all. We played. I played last week in a barley hockey game where they're actually for some reason they didn't enforce a mercy, and we won the game sixteen to four. Yeah, that's and pretty And they didn't run the clock or anything. Oh, so wow. Really Gee, that's what, that was my next question. Yeah. Did no they have a running clock. clock? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like if there was running clock, like it'd be one thing. But they yeah. didn't run the clock in the third period, which was pretty nuts. Right. That's crazy. Yeah. I've had a running that's clock on good. me a couple times. We've had we've had running clock. Well, and then we went on the next game, and we were all cocky, and then we ended up losing 5-3. And we just, uh, you know. That's classic. a tough scene. And last week's yeah. game, too, we started at a one-on-one count just to kind of get things going faster. So and a one-one count. One-one count. So you start with one ball and one strike. So that's you get stupid. Two, two strikes is a strikeout, and three three balls is a walk. That's that's interesting. I hate. That. I don't know how much I how I like that. Do you guys play that. the rule where if you walk, the next batter behind you walks too? In our so I played uh, two men's leagues and a co-ed league this summer, and in our co-ed league, if you walked a girl, no, if you walked a guy, the girl could walk. Because you had to, you had to set your lineup: guy, girl, guy, girl, guy, girl. Right. And guys can obviously pound the ball farther than girls can. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, most absolutely. Part. And so, um, to like avoid somebody walking a guy so they could get a girl and just play like right. shallow and stuff like that. Yeah. They in, they enforce the rule where if you walk a guy, the girl can walk too. So like if bases are loaded and you walk a guy, like it's two runs. And right. Stuff like okay. that. Okay. So yeah. But uh, in my men's leagues, it's not. Gotcha. It's just. Whatever. I, right. I will be in next summer. My girlfriend and I are looking to join a co-ed league or yeah. start a team at least. But this summer we just didn't have time. I worked online most weeknights, and next year I probably won't be doing that. And yeah. I was playing on three bar- summer barlicks hockey teams. So yeah. Little little much, but it seems like it's a good time. It is. And yeah. uh, 
Yeah, I don't know. But it ended last week, so. And also, I don't know why I just th- thought of this, but um, there was the one league. Uh, we had a double header. So we were trying to get, like, the games to go faster, and in an effort to do that, they do double innings. where you like So the first team comes out, gets three outs. Next team comes out, gets three outs. The team clears the bases, and then they bat again. So instead of, like, switching sides, you just bat, and it saves time on, like, switching in and out of the dugout. It's really weird. Huh. It's very strange. Yeah, I hate that. That is odd. Um, do you guys have, like, a rule, like, if you go to extra innings, kind of like what the minor league baseball does with having, like, a runner starting on second? No. Uh, some leagues do, but the leagues I played in didn't. Uh, if you went to extra innings and then you hit the time limit, what it was is if you were still tied after extras and you hit the time limit, whoever scored the most amount of runs in the last inning wins. So, like, if it was a seventh inning, my team was down by five, and we right. scored those five, five runs. runs. We went to extras and tied. Since we scored five runs in the last inning, we win. Right. Okay, what if it's – well, obviously, this probably doesn't happen in Bradley softball very often, but do you know what the rule would be if it was 0-0 going into after extras in the time limit? Like, if it was an insane defensive game or either or both teams just didn't know how to hit? Um, I don't know if that's ever happened. So I doubt it. I, that's kind of one of those things that's not important, especially yeah. on a you, hockey you podcast. Just go out, you go to a, a game and you just see Chris Sale on the mound. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny Finch. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right, so but let's talk about hockey. Let's go back to hockey. Because so this is not a like – no, Hockey started the, last <coughs> night. Um, most of the other teams Cracker play Jets. tonight <laughs> if they haven't played already. I believe. Are there any teams that don't play either yesterday or today? Uh, the Blue Jackets. The Blue Jackets don't play yesterday. <laughs> so the Blue Jackets well, have there, to. There had to be. A are they team. the only team? Yeah, because there's 31. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So because <laughs> well, they, they have their season opener tomorrow against the Maple Leafs, so that's and probably the why they did played, that because yes, they, they played, played yesterday. yesterday they beat so. Ottawa. So one thing that was interesting about the Maple Leafs Ottawa game. Um, hold on one second. I got to make sure. Is uh, it is it how incredible Austin Matthews is on opening nights? Austin Does Matthews that guy is ever amazing. not score on opening night? Yeah. So, no, the... I have no idea. The, the, the answer to that is, is no. Uh, he's got nine goals in four season openers in his career. How do you know he didn't score nine last night and then zero in the other three years? Stay woke. Um, no, so what I thought was really neat, and I'm trying to find the the thing that I... I can't find. Oh, okay, here it is. So yesterday, obviously, the uh, Maple Leafs beat the Senators 5-3. And like you said, uh, Austin Matthews is just, he's, he's unreal. But no, he's one thing that I thought was kind of neat that was not that was not as impressive simply because Matthews did score two goals, Scott Samarin scored a goal for the Senators. <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. And he's the guy that Austin that Matthews made fun of. He like and tried to look yeah, at the back tried, of his shirt, like, like who, who are you? Who you know, you're looking did. at your jersey, and then he went on and scored yeah. for the Senators. Now, if they the Senators would have won, cool goal too. It was yeah. like he was skate the stick. He just that was real. And you, if you look at that play, he's smacking the ice with his stick for the puck before, like before the look even happens. Oh yeah, I mean, he's he played. He open. I think 200, 300 minor league games, and it was cool that he, you know, he was that he was able to do that in his first first like regular season game for the Senators this year yeah. especially against Matthews and the Leafs so if they would have won have been even cooler but so expect neat. him to be a perennial all-star within the next few years <laughs> I would I, I'm this is gonna be, be vouching for that guy I'll, like he did on Twitter the other time. day I mean he did he had you know he's his, he has one point per game right now average so he is a very good statistical player after yeah. one NHL one, game one goal per game too. well that's oh, exactly oh. but anyhow as the year goes on it'll be I I'm not sure if he's gonna really be that great but it, it was kind of neat to have that kind of 
that story happened. It's neat. He's probably night. just going to be kind of your fourth line kind of guy. Probably play like nine or ten minutes a night. It's still it's kind of weird because he is kind of um, a little bit like Biz in in the grinding uh, and enforcer kind of way. It's not that he doesn't have like any skills, so he's going to be one of those guys who used to play like four minutes a night back in like 2010 because the game has obviously changed. But he's still not going to get a ton of ice time. So, but it's going to be interesting to see how he plays because he's played uh, under DJ Smith before, who's now the Senators' head coach. So yeah, it was a really cool story. Yeah, so that was neat. Um, like we mentioned yet last week, we were going to try and get to the TSN top fifty of players. I'm not sure if we still want to do that. Yeah, or if we can kind of gloss over it. It's not really gloss super because we have other That's things to a talk really about. Depthy topic. Too. It is. I mean, we really have to devote did, some time to that. Do we, we also po- have another topic with the Leafs to get to? Right. Exactly. Do, do we post one from last week? Um, I can give it to to Nolan to post. Okay, so he I don't because I, I don't have the the login to Anchor, so I can't oh, I can't yeah. do it myself. I mean, if he gives it to me, I could do it like right after we're done. Okay. Yeah. I also didn't put the music in after we start, so because okay. I don't know how to yeah. have that. We so. can discuss afterwards. Yeah, too. we'll be okay. Yeah. Anyhow, um, so you mentioned Jay as we kind of transition this, make sure we had some prediction stuff ready. So, do you want to lead us? Off, do you want to go right into? What do you want to go into next? Do you want to jump into the Leafs thing, or what do you? Yeah, we're jump, jump into the Leafs thing okay. because. Uh, it's been a well-known topic for like the last month. If you've ever watched TSN, uh, is who's going to be the Toronto Maple Leafs captain? And then it had a major wrench thrown in it when we found out the Austin Matthews deal uh, with what happened in Arizona. And a lot of people, I don't, I, I don't personally feel like that actually had anything to do with why they didn't pick him as captain. John Tavares has been a captain in this league for the Islanders for almost like a decade and he yeah. was really good at it uh, because he's John Tavares. He's, a, uh, he's also a bit more <coughs> uh, mature than Austin. He, yeah, he's a bit more mature. You know, he's a, if you've ever wa- he's the most boring interview ever. He, he like there's no energy in him. Yeah, we just gotta, it's just it just sounds so lethargic and we just got to get pucks in deep, you know. <laughs> but he is, <laughs> he is he's a good guy. Yeah. Uh, just got to keep grinding he, away, boys. He's, he's a good leader. Yeah. Uh, and He's a great player, so it, it makes sense for the Maple Leafs to look at this guy that decided to come to Toronto last year, wanted to play in the spotlight, wanted to play for this organization, uh, was a great leader for them, did everything that they expected him to do last year, and then some. He's been a captain in this league before, so it makes total sense for them to go with him. The problem is, is like the timing of it with the Austin Matthews thing. Is you're gonna get people that say, "Well, that's the reason that they didn't pick Matthews to be the captain." Uh, real quick, Jay, did you share the document with me? Because I don't have it. Uh, I believe so. Oh my. Anywho, um, yeah, turmoil. So they were talking about that on the radio this morning. How I think, and I think I don't know. A lot of people think this. People think that it was a last minute decision. <clears throat> I don't really think it was. I think that for the most part, they're kind of leaning towards him to begin with. Mm-hmm. And I don't, but I, and I think that I don't really think the Austin Matthews thing right. was like a deciding that. factor. I think that they, at the end of the season last year, they kind of said, hey, let's take a look at who we have. Let's kind of, thank you for the invitation to edit the yeah. document. Not I great. think that personally, I don't even think he was top two. I think their main choices was, was uh, John Tavares or Morgan Riley. And I don't think they could have gone wrong with either I don't, one of them. I think I would make the argument that Matthews was higher than Morgan Riley simply because of the superstar factor that that Matthews has, and that's kind of the trend of the league right now in right. terms of picking their young, the guy that they draft in the first round recently, kind of be the captain for a whole lot of years and kind of develop his leadership right. skills. 
and to kind of at the face of the franchise should be wearing the Sionis jersey and kind of this, this, and that. Morgan Riley is not only the face of the franchise, no, Matthews but is. he is a, a very great leader. There's a lot of people in Toronto who actually wanted him to be kept. I went to a Blue Jays game about a month ago, and there was a dude wearing a Morgan Riley jersey that had the C on it. That's kind of neat. I saw on Facebook. Not anymore. Well, I I think it's. Oh, I, 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 I think it's. You know, it's not relevant, but I think it's. It doesn't like. It's kind of like. Oh yeah, nobody else is gonna have this, so it's kind of whatever. Like I think it'd be funny, like if somebody had like a. Like a Scott Sabrin jersey with like a Seattle. Yeah, like sometimes things like that. Now that's not as funny as that. You know, like if somebody had like a John Scott Sabre jersey with a C on it. Like that's not really. That's funnier, but. I mean, I don't see why not. You know, I mean, you, you take a bold prediction. It's like getting a tattoo that says the Bills are going to win the Super Bowl. Like, and then they don't win it, and then you have that on your body for right. the rest of the life. But you can take a C off of a jersey exactly. with some, some <laughs> exactly. seam rippers and some, th- you know. You can't take, like, a needle and, yeah. and a seam ripper and just take a tattoo right, off your body. Exactly. <laughs> it's a little I more mean, complex you, you than that. You can, but you'd cut your skin off <laughs> and probably have to go to the hospital. <laughs> yeah. You um, can just laser it or get it covered. For $8,000, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The cover is probably cheaper than lasering, yeah. but, yeah, at that point, it's kind of much. Oh, well. Just do Bill's logo up real nice. I'm not really a huge tattoo guy just because I don't think I care about anything enough to really have a tattoo same. on my body. Yeah, I mean, I don't agreed. have anything against tattoos, but I yeah, I don't same. really have anything that I would really care about it enough to actually get a cool tattoo on it. Yeah. The only thing would be racing. I don't really want to get like a race, race car tattooed on my arm. Like, that'd be There's like one thing I've ever wanted like at all to get a tattoo of. And like I still don't have the desire to do it. Yeah. So like there's the only thing I could think of getting a ta- I would want to get a tattoo is like if I was in the military, I would absolutely get like the branch logo. Yeah. Right. And if I I mean I'm a volunteer firefighter now, so that's I think about as close. And that's pretty much my top thing. Like if I'm there for a good couple of years, then that would be something I'd do. But uh, right now, like I'm not gonna get I wouldn't get something like the Sabres logo tattooed on my, <laughs> you know, uh, that would be a little. A little crazy, or like a ship, like an Irish thing or an Italian thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just, you know, I'm just gonna. Well, I'll wear a hat that's Irish, not a, not a tattoo. See, that's what I would get. Is I would. So my favorite movie is The Boondock Saints. Okay. I don't know if you ever seen it. So the one scene they go into this locker just full of like weapons and stuff, but that's irrelevant because the scene starts out. They open this locker, mm-hmm. and on the back wall there's an Irish flag, and above it it says. When the wicked stand confounded, find me with thy saints surrounded, or call me with thy saints surrounded. And I just think that's super cool, and I would get that. That's a cool quote. Yeah, that's kind of sweet. So I would get that. But um, all right, not a tattoo podcast. No, not a tattoo. (laughs) (laughs) We talk more about random topics (laughs) on this podcast than we do hockey. Don't they do do the same thing on Chicklet? Basically, so we're basically we're, we're, not, we're not yeah. guys who've already made millions of dollars playing in the NHL. We're well, college you students who have like no money. Yeah. <laughs> well, you guys aren't people who've made millions of dollars in the NHL. Okay, so <laughs> that's <laughs> irrelevant. That's uh, <laughs> the next thing. Just to to because I'm really excited about getting to the the predictions later. All right. Um, Let's next, keep next moving. Up was keep on trucking. Last night we had a couple <laughs> NHL games. The One of them, the first one that started off, uh, the Maple Leafs beat the Senators. We already talked about that. Um, Edmonton beat Vancouver at home. That was that also happened. Uh, yeah, Connor McDavid yep. scored a brilliant goal again. Connor McDavid's kind of good at hockey. Yeah, he's, he's, he's pretty good. I mean, he, Yeah, but the Oilers are garbage. Yeah, they, they're, they're hot garbage. They, they're well, hot garbage. I mean, they played they, well it, it, yesterday. There's the definition of hot garbage because you've got, like, Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid and, and then beat, Ryan Nugent Hopkins. And then they beat the Canucks 3-2. Like, to two. Yeah. Then yeah. it's like you look at their defense and you're just like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Well, they played well yesterday with their new systems and coach and all that. So it'll be interesting to see how they go through the year. But, yeah, I don't. 
Hopefully also interesting with their uh, goaltending tandem now that they got Mike Smith in that. Yeah. And he started yesterday, and he looked pretty good. Is Koskin in their backup? They, kind it's kind of, of like a goalie cut by committee kind of situation. Yeah, right. it's kind of similar to the Sabres with Hutton and Allmark. Oh, Koskinen's yeah. their – well, he's not really a rookie, but he's <laughs> – He was he, a rookie last year. Yeah, but he's – He just randomly started like 40 games uh, as like a 30-year-old. <laughs> but he – but he, well, that's what I'm saying. He's, he's a rookie, I guess. <laughs> uh, it's, but, it's, he, um, yeah, that was, so it'll be kind of the same thing, kind of back and forth, and eventually someone will get some momentum and keep going. I don't know if I said this last year, but this was always a crazy stat to me. Um, so Jordan Bennington and Rasmus Dahlin were both up for Rookie of the Year last year. Yes. Jordan Bennington or uh, Rasmus Dahlin was 11 when Jordan Bennington got drafted. Yeah, yeah. that's one of the <laughs> re- that's, that's one of the main reasons that people didn't want Bennington to be Rookie of the Year because they didn't really think it was relevant right. since him he was being so old and he'd been in the minors for so. I long. I think the the rules got to be a lot different than what it is. I yeah. think 23 has got to be your cutoff age. Yeah. Well, yeah. I know. I, like, I think like the cutoff age is like twenty-seven. So like, if Nikita Gusev like puts up eighty points this year for the Devils, he can't win Rookie of the Year. Yeah. And like, what what makes the situation that much different than our Timmy Panarin or Jordan Bennington? Yeah, I have, I have no idea. Um, but I think that was one of the things about Bennington is that that kind of people didn't want him to win because he was so old. Yeah. Well, not oh, he's not old, but he's you know you know what I mean. Old for a rookie. Yeah. Like. For a rookie, yeah, exactly. But for but Edmonton, <laughs> yeah, yes, it'll be interesting to see how they take care of the goalie thing. They'll probably just switch around all year if they're. If they get hot, they'll kind of roll, maybe roll with somebody, or they'll keep switching. Mm-hmm. I don't know what this new coach his his mindset is in terms of goaltenders. <clears throat> um, in terms of um, speaking of teams, kind of like the Oilers, I heard somebody oh, on WJR five fifty. They were talking about this, like looking f- like what are the expectations for the Buffalo Sabers this year? I think they're kind of similar to Edmonton's in that like you're not really expecting them to really make the playoffs definitely. But you're just you're hoping really that they ma- don't implode. And you're ma- you're, you're ho- and you don't really expect. I don't really f- expect them to finish bottom, you know, bottom six again. So like, wh- what are we here for? So they compared the sa- being a Sabres fan this year to being like a San Diego Padres fan. Like, yeah, we're gonna play some games and do some sports, and we're just kind of here, and we'll see how it goes. And yeah, but know, who's our Manny doing? Machado? Jack Eichel. Yeah, God, that, that was mean. a dumb question. No, yeah. was it? Because. <laughs> Well, I don't know. <laughs> would you say like well, Machado, was, Machado was like a big free agent signing? He wasn't somebody they drafted. So it was Skinner arm Manny Machado then? Maybe. Well, that was, who's either, better? They who's, traded him. It was well, an extension though. Who's, so. who's better on the Padres than Manny Machado? Uh, maybe Tatis, but he got hurt. Tatis. I mean, I guess I guess our Machado was probably Johansson, which is not comparable really at all because he's a good player, but he's not, not you know Manny. like a top twenty player like Manny Machado is. Not Manny Machado, yeah, yeah. But I, still, like I mean. Sabres have more talent as far as how they are in their sport compared to the Padres, I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. And it's tough to compare it's across tough, yeah. sports. Comparing it's really tough. Apples to oranges yeah. right over here. Yeah, that's 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 really tough. But anyhow, um comparing one of the other apples um, to other apples. <laughs> Vegas Golden Knights <laughs> beat really. the Sharks four to one. That was the late game. And then the one of the bigger headlines was the Washington Capitals, who obviously a favorite to win the Eastern Conference pretty much every year. Yeah. Uh, spoiled the Blues banner celebration by winning in overtime in with silver-haired overtime. Alex Ovechkin. Yeah. He looks so. like a science teacher. He does. <laughs> He's crazy. <laughs> so you to score 50 again this no. season? I mean, they were talking about him going after Gretzky's scoring record, but... No. You don't think he's going to score 50 again this year? I think he's got no. like... Th- I think he's got three more 50-goal seasons in him. No. I he puts up forty two. <laughs> um, remember this. That forty two is actually not a bad. 
that's pr- a pretty good prediction, I think. But yeah. he's now now here's another thing. He's back with Nick Backstrom again. Exactly. I, I he'll he'll probably get close. He'll probably get close. He'll probably get around like forty two. <laughs> what a guy. Well, he's already got he one. Gets, he's already got one. So if he gets forty two, exactly, I'm no longer allowed on the podcast. Okay. Somebody write that down somewhere. We just shook on it. I'm gonna put it on the I'm gonna put it on the dock at the very bottom. Somebody talk while we don't so we don't have dead air while I'm typing this. Okay. Okay. Um loud so noises. Myers, Nets, first goal as Canuck, right? Is that where we're moving on? I mean that's what we were just talking about, like the yeah. Oilers thing. Oh, but yeah, God. Tyler Myers did score his first goal as a Canuck in uh, that game. Speaking of well, I, I we I just want the Winnipeg defense has is horrible now. Yeah. Winnipeg's defense. Yikes. Just, okay, keep going. Sorry. Yeah, they should trade for Ristolainen. They should. That would be really nice. I mean, Dmitry Kulikov is your first pairing right defenseman right now. Yeah, just trade. Just trade. I thought it was Neil Pionk. Pionk. I love that. No, I don't think. I think <laughs> Pionk. <laughs> Pionk. I was, I was listening to them talk about this the other day, and they, that's all they did. They were just like, that's a fun guy's name to say. But they're like, I don't I think. I think Kulikov is their top, top, like, right side defenseman right now. Really? Yeah. Well, that's I, well, here's the thing. That's I think insane. if you're going with the first pairing, I mean, you'd probably go with Morsi and Pionk and then have Kulikov on the left Pionk. side with Niku. Yeah, Pionk. <laughs> it's yeah. like that thing that's like, it's it's like the, th- the text messages and then it says, like, Scandinavian clown. Yeah. Um. Okay. Pionk. That's all we have to say. Pionk. Um, the Oilers are uh, bad. 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 They're bad. They're very bad. <laughs> they're 1-0-0, but they're bad. Like, funny, they're I, really, they're I really bad. At, I looked at the word Canucks, and I read Oilers. So I meant to say the Canucks are, and then you fill in the blank, but I just right. didn't. Okay, well, yeah, the Oilers are not. They're, the, they're pretty bad. The Canucks are also very bad. Uh, I think they're going to be I, would, I think year. they're going to be better. I, I really like the addition of Myers. As long as he doesn't get hurt, I think that's really, really going to help that well, team out. Well, Myers, I, I, I don't really like how much they gave up for him, but JT Miller's going to help that team too. Oh, yeah, absolutely right. Um, do you do you think, to transition the next set, do you think the Canucks make the playoffs? Uh, we're going to get into that. Are, are, is that our next segment, well, talking about the, the playoff predictions? I think that's what we should go That's the thing you wrote next, but we could absolutely... Well, yeah, why don't we, I, I, why you don't you know, go down to the bottom? Let's, let's, go down to this okay. statement I'm highlighting right now, because okay. that's a little less dense, and we can really kind of... Um, so, yeah, uh, the Winnipeg Jets obviously had two big restricted free agents this offseason that yep. they had to re-sign, uh, one of them being Patrick Laine. And Who has not really played super great. And, and the got, other is Kyle Connor. And now, got bodied by Nate Bolio. Yeah. Who is now on the uh, who is now on, on Winnipeg and is one of yeah. their top six defensemen. Yeah. He's going to be important for them. Yes, he is. Um, so Kyle Connor was a mid-round pick for them. A couple years ago, not, not, not mid-round pick, like a mid, mid-first round pick. Do you mean that you mean Patrick Laine was bodied by Jake McCabe? That's what I meant at center I, ice. That's what I meant. At, so just don't, okay. don't. Yep. All right, continue, Jake. I, Sorry, I, I said the wrong name. I apologize. And there was a big I fight, did, and McCabe cut his yeah. eye open with his shield. Bull, you did body someone last he year, did. didn't he? Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna look it up, Jay. You keep talking about. <laughs> yeah, that was. I'm, I apologize. So Patrick Laine I know about. was the second overall pick. You know, one behind Austin Matthews. And the one comparison that he's always had was he was never going to live up to the expectations or the hype of Alex Ovechkin, but obviously his shot, uh, right-hand shot, uh, very comparable to the kind of player he is. The problem is is he is 
by far the streakiest player in the NHL uh, from December 25th, Christmas of last year. From that point on to the end of the season, Patrick Laine scored nine goals for the Winnipeg Jets. He went over 30 games without registering a goal, which is not something you can ever have from a superstar player. He's obviously not happy with his role because he said that he's not a fan of what kind of line he's playing on, uh, something that he can't control. But something you can't control is uh, whether or not you score for 30 games. Uh, one thing that they really like about Kyle Connor, who they gave a seven-year extension to, is how consistent he is. He's a nice big body, uh, got a great shot, very, very well-rounded player. But <laughs> uh Patrick Laine only got a two-year extension. And I'm just wondering, do the terms in the contracts and what has happened with Patrick Laine in the last year show that this may be like the end of his time in Winnipeg? Is this asset management by the Winnipeg Jets? I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it at all. Especially with how much they need defense. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's got to be a team out there that's in the market for Patrick Laine. Yeah, absolutely. he's too big of a talent to pass you, up. So, so he's played three seasons in the NHL. He has 237 games played, 184 points. Like, how can you pass up on that talent? Yeah. Now, admittedly, when you he has 64 points in his rookie year, mm-hmm. um, 18 year old, uh, 73 games played, 36 goals and 28 assists for 64 points in 73 games. His next year, his sophomore season, he played all 82 games, 44 goals, so eight more than the year previous, two less assists, 26, for 70 points. He had six more points in nine more games. Um, And then, so, I mean, 70 points in a year is pretty good. Yeah, I mean, that's like, that's production you'll take. Right now, but, like, I mean, you'll take that, do you expect more? And he won the um, – so he then – so his next season in 82 games again, he scored 30 goals, 14 less than the year previous, and 20 assists, both career lows. Now he's a three <coughs> he's – he's been in the league three years. I mean, you have career lows at some point. Yeah. Um, but in, in terms of points, 50 points in 82 games is not what you're really looking for from a – Top ten from a guy, a top yeah. five pick, a you know a first a, a, a round, top two pick, right? Exactly. That's <laughs> you what, know. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. when you draft somebody that high, uh, uh, I mean, I guess a top ten pick, you don't necessarily depending on who they are. Like the Sabers middle style was drafted eighth. I don't really think. I, I mean, they eventually they want him to get Depends. it fifty yeah. points, but I don't think like right away. Line a is expected to lead the team in points. He's mm-hmm. expected to be a superstar. Maybe he's not going to do as much as Blake Wheeler right away, but I mean, he's supposed to be the face of the franchise, and he's right. just not. 50 points in 82 games is not what... In your third should, year. Yeah. That's not what he should... Like, I mean, if he went out his rookie year and got 50 points in 82 games, I don't think many people would have a problem no. with it. No, they wouldn't. But, like, we've seen regression from this kid three years into his career. Right. And he's got good teammates. I mean, I could... I, okay, I get it. You're, you're upset that you're not playing with, with Shifley and Wheeler. Well, guess what? Who, who are you going to be playing with? Well, you might be playing with Kyle Connor. You might be playing with Matthew Perot. Uh... Brian Little. Yeah, these are all guys who are they're good really players. Good at hockey. I, mean, t- I, mean, yeah. I mean, you, I think, have to hit the point where you understand that you are on that line to make them better because you are supposed to be the one who, you know, you are the face of that that team. 
You, you, when you're drafted that high, you're supposed to be the face of a franchise. Right. So you have to a you have to maybe play with players that aren't as good as you, because you th- that's how you're going to maximize production for the team. Now again, I'm not you know going to go out and get 50 points for an NHL team. So like obviously me personally, what you know who am I to say that he's bad at hockey? He's not bad. No, we're, but the, we, the, the, the frustration the, the Jets, is how good he is. The, the Jets are sh- expecting and rightly so are expecting more from him. Uh, yeah. So. So in terms of leaving, I, mean, I think if he regresses again this year, maybe he is a in his you know what will be his fifth year after like you said two years, maybe in his last year maybe is he a, a deadline a, one of the high priority deadline sell? Well, he'd still be a restricted free agent, so I wouldn't be surprised if they just go with him this year. Like yeah, and he, he if they if if they don't see anything from him in the first four months of the season, yeah, and they are. Desperate for defensemen. Why would you keep him? Yeah. Unless you think that he's really going to help you in the playoffs because Winnipeg will probably, well, I'll say probably make the playoffs again, but it's uh, iffy with the, like you said, with the defense. It's iffy. Let me tell you something. I think you have a better chance of winning a playoff series with getting another really good puck movie defenseman to play with Josh Morrissey than you do with Patrick Laine. You already got good forwards. That's true. And even if they're not planning on dishing him, this at least gives them an out if they need it. Like if... Something happens. Yeah, like, like it's they, not a long. They're not locked up. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. They're not locked so up like, to it. Okay. It, 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 it definitely does give them an out if they need it. They like if there's like a spat or something or right. line just yeah. regresses even more. It does give them an out at the very least. Yeah, you're absolutely right. <clears throat> but yeah, so that'll be interesting to see as they, as that uh, as that progresses through the year. I, I'm gonna mon- we'll monitor his kind of play because I obviously as TSN we get closer to the deadline they'll have the trade rumor list I, I I would imagine he would be pretty high unless he does really really well this year right. I, I think unless he tops 70 points like from his sophomore season I think he'll be pretty high on the trade yeah. list yeah uh, so Cody Glass he was the Golden Knights first ever draft pick uh, he scored his first NHL goal last night hey. and the Golden Knights beat the Sharks 4-1 to one. Marc-Andre Fleury with another stellar performance. Kind of a nightly thing for him. Very good. So He's very good. I think it's a really cool story. Yeah. yeah. Young kid, young team. Yeah. Martin Jones, again, for the Sharks, did not play that well last night. Didn't look great. He has not looked great for a while, though. Yeah, it's been kind of... That's what we talked really about last year. year. We've we, we yeah. talked about it a lot. Yeah, yeah we so have. We gotta, that's something I think we got to keep our eyes on. That's kind of tough. So, right. uh, moving on. Should we get into our Eastern and Western Conference playoff predictions? <laughs> Duh, is the Pope Catholic? <laughs> 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 All right. Who's starting? Well, why don't we, let me take a look. Well, so, I mean, okay. I got mine up right now. Yeah. So, so what I. do we, so what do you think, do you want to start with the Atlantic? Do you want to start, where do you want to start? i start in the Eastern Conference. We're going to do it like how we did last year. What we're going to do is we're going to start in like, the Eastern Conference, start with the Metro, go to the Atlantic, and then do our wild cards, and then we go to the West. Okay. But, like, we're all going to stay on East first. I see. So, should I go? Okay. Yeah, why don't you, Jay, why don't yeah, you, you go gotta, I wasn't here last year, remember, so okay. you got to show me how it's that's, done. Yeah, that's true. All right, so for the Eastern oh, Conference, let's start with the Metro. Uh, for the Metro, uh... <laughs> I'm, I'm. This is the free agent thing from NHL posted on Instagram. I'm just trying to keep track of it because I... I don't want to sound like a fool more than I already do. <laughs> so the Capitals, I have one in the division. Hot take: the Capitals are good. No, 
uh, yeah, they remain stellar on defense. John Carlson, uh, Dmitry Orlov, you know, they got Brain Holpe in that. Uh, <clears throat> I like the addition that they got of uh, Richard Panic. Uh, I think he's going to really help their team out. I know they did just last uh, Brett Connolly to the Panthers. Nobody panic. At the disco. <laughs> they signed him to a four-year deal. It's a really good deal. I think it's like $2.5 million, like average annual value, and he, he's like the kind of guy that's going to uh, replace what uh, Brett Connolly did last year. And Brett Connolly got like almost $4 million a year, so that's a good bargain deal for the Capitals. Uh, he's really going to help them the, – Really gritty player, does have some talent, though. He's the kind of guy that could go out there and get you 15 goals, get you 30 points. So not much has changed with that team. Uh, the Hurricanes I have coming in at second. The Hurricanes, I love the addition of J- uh, Jay Gardner. Uh, I know he's very criticized in Toronto, uh, sometimes has some untimely turnovers, but very good offensively, great at moving the puck. Uh, they traded Justin Falk, but I really like Joel Edmondson, too. Stanley Cup champion, big body, big shot, uh, also good at moving the puck. So their defense is really, really solid. Their forward group remains the same. I think they'll miss Curtis McElhaney a little bit, but uh, James Reimer is going to be a really good backup to Peter Morazic. <laughs> the only question remains is can Peter do it again? And I, I think he can. Answer is yes. Uh, three, I didn't want to do it, but I feel obligated to do it because if I don't, they're going to make me look stupid. So I'm going to go with the Penguins, even though I don't think that their roster is that great. Uh, I certainly don't like their defense, but uh, Matt Murray, I still think, is a really good goalie. I think he, he gets criticized a little too much just because he set the bar so high. They did add Alex Gal- Galchenyuk in the offseason. But they lost Phil Kessel. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I would, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So losing wrong. that production might yeah, hurt, you're not, but you're he, does, he absolutely does help down the middle depth, which is something that they've been searching for right. since uh, Nick Benino left a free agency after the Cup run in 2017. Uh, so their defense at the top is really good with Schultz, Latang, uh, those kind of guys. Didn't but uh, the, the, who retired? Didn't Latang? No, no. Who retired? Well, Latang's still there. Who, who? And so is Schultz. Um, was it Matt Cullen? No, I. I'm, I'm is it ancient Matt Cullen? Uh, but no, their defense. Like, I, look, the the defensive pairing of uh, Gabranson and, and Jack Johnson is gross in, in a bad way. Matt Cullen retired. Uh, he, the, the, both of those guys, don't really fit the NHL game in 2019. But they're still under contract, so that's going to be tough. But uh, I, I still think that they have the kind of talent that will take them over the top and put them in the top three in the Metro. Oh, Chris Kunitz. Retired. That's what I was thinking of. He wasn't even on the Penguins. I know, year. but he was on the. So was Lee Stevniak. Lee Stevniak was on the Penguins a while back, but he retired too. I'm just. This, never mind. All I'm right. Just, it was just like last week with Yuri Laterra. I'm, I'm tired. Okay. Are you doing your Atlantic or am I Yeah, I'm going to do the Atlantic real okay. quick. And then I'm going to do the wild card. Okay. So, Atlantic, the Lightning are going to win the division. Uh, no shock there. I know they lost JT Miller, but they're still a very stellar team. They picked up Kevin Shattenkirk on a really good deal. So, have them at number one. Uh, number two, I know they just came off of a, a horrible, uh, saddening loss, but the Boston Bruins will be second in that division again. Tuka Rask and Yaroslav Halak is one of the better goaltending tandems in the NHL. They're still great on defense. I know Charles getting older, but he's still great. Uh, not much has changed with that team, so no reason to think that they're going to be going anywhere. Uh, the Leafs made a lot of additions in the offseason. Tyson Berry and Cody Ceci are two guys that I like in spots. Uh, sometimes they're aggravating defensively, but very good at moving the puck. Uh, Jake Muzzin and uh, Morgan Riley are great defensemen. 
They, I like the addition of Alex Kerfoot too. I know that they're losing Nadri, Nazem Kadri, and hurts, Tyson but Berry. I just said Tyson Berry. Did you not? I, oh, I thought you didn't. Oh, oh yeah. I'll be right. honest, I wasn't really. Yeah. I, Alex Kerfoot well, does help though. I mean, he replaces what you lost in uh, Nazem Kadri. So, uh, very good team. So I have them sure three. You said Berry. Yes. Yes. Wow, that's sad. Okay, sorry. Uh, my wild card one, I'm going to go with the Florida Panthers. They just added Sergei Bobrovsky. I don't like the dollar amount or the term for a guy like that, uh, goalies, especially at the age of 30. But Sergei Bobrovsky is still very good at this point in time. They've still got a very good defense. They barely missed the playoffs last year with, and I hate to say it because I love them, but they did not get good goaltending at all from Roberto Luongo or James Reimer because Reimer was hurt. Uh, so I think that they fixed their problem in net. Uh, they've still got great forwards, Barkov, Huberdeau, uh, Trocek. So a lot of depth on that team. I like the additions of uh, Vetrano and Achari and Brett Connolly. So that, that team's going to be good. Uh, and my wild card, too, are you ready for this? I'm going to go with the New York Rangers. I like that a lot. Uh, I like that a lot. I think Henrik Lundqvist, it, I, look, is he ever going to be Henrik Lundqvist again? I don't think so. But I think he's going to have a better season than he did last year. Uh, you upgraded uh, Neil Pionk to Jacob Truba. You added Artemi Panarin. You get Kapokako in the draft. Yeah, uh, and absolutely. Your young talent's getting better. I think that that team is a really, really, really good team. I like that pick a lot. I was just looking at... I, I, I really would tend to agree. Now, the Metropolitan Division is the most tough. difficult division yeah, to pick. That's really tough because another team that added three people in addition, the Devils added P.K. Subban. They, they drafted had, Jack Hughes and they have Wayne Simmons now. Well, they also got Nikita Gusev, too. Right. So it's like. That's really, really. Now, I don't know. Like The Metro is the toughest division because every team in the division could legitimately make a case that they can make the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even I, I would make the argument. It's a tough argument, the, but you could the make the, the argument. I, I guess. think the Flyers are going to finish last in the Metropolitan. It's, really they're a good team. They're yeah. a good team. Yeah, they are. They absolutely are. No, Blue Jackets are going to come in last. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe. But I think they'll be, you know what? Yeah, I think, think they could. I think but would you be shocked if the Blue Jackets just made the playoffs? Yes. No. I don't think anybody would be shocked. No. The only problem is I think losing Bobrovsky and Panarin is, yeah, is tough thing. for them. That's really tough. Yeah. Um, so... Duke, you want to go? Yeah. You want to go next? I, I, I'll go. Um, all right. So very similar picks to Jay. Not exactly similar, but very similar. Metro, I got Capitals coming in number one. Um, not really a surprise there. They tend to dominate in every aspect of their game. And they have for, what is it like? For om- over for, a decade. Yeah. Almost, like since 2007. Up on, yeah, probably, probably coming up in like 12, 15. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll see 20 soon. <laughs> <laughs> it just depends when Alex Ovechkin stops being good. 45-year-old Alex Ovechkin it's still it all, at 40 It all depends year. when he stops being good. <laughs> I, it, like, I think they have a lot of talent around him and stuff, yeah. but like, I think he's the glue man. Like Once he goes, like everything will just kind of well, fall when, apart. Well, when he goes, who are they going to – I, I imagine that it's going to be very, very similar almost to like even like even like the Penguins. I mean, once Mario Lemieux, Lemieux left, they got Sidney Crosby. I mean, when Ovechkin leaves, you know, maybe they'll add – Add somebody. Well, I mean, the, the torch is going to be passed to Kuznetsov. That's, yeah, that's true. Is Kuznetsov the next Ovechkin? If he's not though? snorting cocaine in hotel rooms overseas. Well, we don't want to. We don't worry about that. Yeah, you know, as hockey players do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, number two, 
in the Metro. I have the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, <laughs> All right. Like Jay said. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do like Pete Mrazek very much, very, very, very much. And I think they just had a solid team last year. They really came to life at the end of the year, and I think they're <laughs> going to carry it into this year. Um, they did add some important. Quick. I don't mean to butt in. You're fine. Rod Brindamore got absolutely robbed last year of Coach of the Year. Yes. Yes, he did. Yeah, I would tend to agree. Like well, Bar- what Barry Trotz did was great, I, you know and what? I understand no, why they gave it to him. But you know what? No, I think Barry Trotz. I think Barry Trotz deserved it. I think what he did with Robin Leonard and was incredible. Was incredible. Was incredible. And then that team, nobody predicted that team to make the playoffs and go as, and do as well as they did. I think I think Barry Trotz. Did, the right did you predict the Hurricanes to do as well? They went further in the playoffs. Yeah, but they swept the Islanders. They did, yeah, they did do that. That's true. I think most but, people would agree that Robin Leonard's also got more talent than Peter Morazic, too. Uh, no. Uh, no. He's a bigger body. He's, that bigger mean he dra- that he was a bigger body. He was drafted higher. That doesn't mean anything. He's that, had success. He, he also, uh, I don't know if you know this, uh, had some problems in his life. That's what I'm saying. And I think, I came on this podcast last year and I predicted that he was going to have a great season. I wasn't here for that, but I don't You think were here for it? I was. I, like, we've always known the talent with Robin Leonard. Peter Morazic was a fifth-round pick, and he had struggled in Detroit and Philadelphia. It was a bounce-back year for him. Peter Morazic's a dog. I like Peter Morazic, but I think Robin Leonard's more talented. I, I, well, from what I've seen from Robin, I don't know. I think Robin Leonard's, I I think the fact that what Barry Trotz did with that team was, I think, I mean, it's both, I'm not saying Ron Brindamore was, like, not that good. What he did was great. I just think that Barry Trotz leaving the defending champion Capitals then going out to the Islanders and knocking them off is and well and knocking off the Penguins is is yeah kind of because Rod Brindamore knocked off the Capitals yes well that's, yeah well that's that's a you know hostility <laughs> you make I'm, you make a good point Jay like I'm, you ma- you're making a good point I'm not like I said I like right, Rod yeah, Brindamore no, they're, they're both great but coaches I like, like I do like Barry Trotz I've always been a very big Barry Trotz guy me and it's too. not that I don't like I like Rod Barry Brindamore. Trotz a lot I really like Barry Trotz but I like, really think what he did with the Islanders was fantastic because they lost Taveras and I I did thought they were just going to be a bottom right. of the barrel metropolitan team and they were impressive all year long right so, I just feel like. What Rod Brindamore did was he kind of like reignited a hockey town. That's not really a hockey town, but like yeah, that team. Re- well, it's they made they, yeah. people in Carolina care about hockey again. And I, it's it, it is more impressive to beat the Capitals in the first round by sweeping them, or then or, sorry, by you know just beating to beat the Capitals seven, yeah. and beating them at seven to begin with, then sweeping the Penguins who were kind of ha- people were quite they kind of limped into the well, playoffs sweeping the penguins and, and then, then sweeping, sweeping the, the team that beat Swe- the yeah, capitals in right. seven yeah well it, well that's what i'm saying it's like so <laughs> well, yeah so well like carolina beat the capitals the then life. went on to beat the islanders who just swept the penguins i mean i think that's more impressive as a team i just but you know i'm a very you know the problem is though is that they don't take that into account when they do the no well that's what i'm which saying I regular think regular they season if, if they 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 absolutely should but, but that's a topic for another day. But that's a topic for another day because, like, you can't you can't say every year like, oh, the team that won the Stanley Cup, the coach. I think it makes it a little more fair because a team that might, you know. I think they should do like a pre postseason kind of yeah, thing, and be, then a postseason kind of. Yeah, it would be tough. I don't want to give out a ton of awards like postseason coach of the year. Regular well, no, season coach what I'm head, saying but, is yeah. that there should be like a point system for, um, like, say everybody like 30 people get a vote. Okay, and you vote on who your coach of the year is. Yeah. You do that before the playoffs start. 
and then you do it again so you have 60 votes. Yeah. Okay. So maybe your opinion's changed after you watch the playoffs, and then whoever has the most votes gets it. Mm, that's not I, – I don't really disagree with that. Um, that's fair. But we'll get into that. We can yeah, we'll get into that. Another day. Day. Who's your 13? My 13 from the Metro is the New Jersey Devils. I respect Subban. that. Yeah, I respect that pick. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I couldn't make it just because I don't like their situation in net, but I, I do respect that pick. Yeah. All right. Now moving over to the Atlantic. I have the uh, Tampa Bay Hockey Lightning uh, coming in first. Uh, I think they were dominant. They didn't lose much. They're just only the only team. when they played the Blue Jackets in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> they just lost four there. But um, I think they're going to be dominant again. That was a thing. Happens. That happened. That did happen. Sometimes I forget that that happened. Yeah. Well, well, as it was happening, I was like, yeah, there's no way this is going to happen. There's no way that this is going to happen. I'm sitting over here praying that we're going to win a game and we just go out and sweep them. <laughs> so People stupid. forget. Yeah. Remember the Alamo, which is when the Lightning got swept in four by the Blue, <laughs> by the Blue Jackets. All right, number two, I have Boston Bruins as well. Um, I like the Boston Bruins. Everyone knows that. I like Tuka Rask. Um, I don't know. They're a great team. Do you want to start naming the roster? Yeah, again? we could do that. So, uh, <laughs> Dan Heinen, all-star, perennial. Uh, Patrice Jake Bergeron, DeBrusque. I missed him. Jake DeBrusque. Uh, Carlo. Um, <laughs> we, yeah, we, last week we spent three minutes doing this. So, let's, it's already... It's I already just love it, though. He hasn't even mentioned Krejci or Marshawn no, yeah, or exactly. Pasternak. He's just getting into Dan Heinen <laughs> and Brendan Carlo. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Um, <laughs> We could go deep cut David Backus. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Um, okay, let's, let's move on. Right. Who's your 13? Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Okay. So I, I think all of our Atlantic picks are going to be exactly the same. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely agree. Yeah. I'm, I'm going doing the exact same thing, one, two, three. I don't even right. have to go into detail about it. You guys have. Okay. So um, wild cards. Wild card, Florida Panthers. Yep. And Pittsburgh Penguins. Okay. I was going to say, I think you might regret leaving the Penguins. That's the thing. The Penguins are that team, like, I, I don't think there's any chance that they'll win the Cup. I don't. I just don't think that they're good enough. God, they're going to win the Cup now. But I, I just look at their roster. And you shut like, your mouth, Jay. It, it's <laughs> like you've seen the regression over the years, yeah. and it's just, like, kind of sad. But at the same time, if you say that they're not going to make the playoffs, they're going to roll off, like, 50 wins and make you look like an idiot. Well, that's last year you <laughs> and I predicted that they were going to beat the Islanders in the first round simply because we wanted to pick the Islanders. But we <laughs> yeah, we did. And then <laughs> we're we like, we don't so want to like, bet against okay, the Penguins. We're fine with getting that yeah. prediction wrong. We're yeah. fine with that. That's what we, we both said the exact same thing. If we're going to be wrong, it's going to be wrong because the Islanders win. Now, don't yeah. forget, uh, I won that bracket last year. That's so, true. Yeah, never forget. Yeah, never forget. forget. That was okay. a very impressive run. All right. Yes, it was. So, Go Bruins. Uh, Atlantic, <laughs> I don't even have to say it. It's the same thing. Lightning, Bruins, Maple Leafs. Um, I, and I, I think it's just kind of self-explanatory. Yeah. Um, Metropolitan. I'm gonna throw. The, I'm gonna put the Capitals back on top. I think Ovi being back with Ovech, Ovi being back with Backstrom. Yes, is gonna kind of keep them super duper relevant. Re- rekindle that fire. Yeah, exactly. That connection. And I don't. I, I'm assuming Ovi's gonna be around 50 goals. I, for some reason, I have trouble committing to it. But I don't know if he actually regressed her. I think being with Backstrom is gonna keep him right up there. He's gonna be at like yeah. 42 goals. I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna say. <laughs> I'm going to say the Islanders are going to finish second, um, re- even though they lost Leonard to the to Chicago. Mm-hmm. I 
that's kind of a I feel like that's a bold prediction for me. That's like that was the toughest thing for me was leaving the Islanders out, but it's just like that's I, how good the division is. It, it really that division is really really impressive because I don't want to put like I'm gonna say the I'm gonna say the Blue Jackets missed the playoffs. I'm gonna say the Penguins missed the playoffs. Wow. That's what I, I'm. I'm gonna wow. say that. I also think I think the and I think the Flyers are gonna finish last. Third, I think the Rangers are gonna finish third in the Metro. Wow! So you got you don't even have a wild card. You just have them straight. Into I the have division. the Rangers straight into the to the playoffs from the division. I yep. think Panarin, you're gonna answer this question. But the Sabers second, lost but, Jimmy VC. So like, you mean the Sabers got Jimmy VC? Yeah. yeah. The, the Rangers lost Jimmy VC. Did, did I say the Sabers lost? Yeah. Jimmy? Yes. Oh, I, meant, I meant the yeah. Rangers lost Jimmy VC. Yeah. 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 So I have well, I, maybe I'll say that it's Greasy Capitals. VC. I have I have trouble saying Capitals Rangers Islanders because I do think Leonard was an integral part of the Islanders team last year. Right. But <clears throat> I just I think the Rangers are going to straight out make the playoffs. In terms of wild card, I think really Hurricanes. I'm, I'm going to say Devils. New Jersey. I don't think You don't think the Hurricanes make the playoffs? I don't think the Hurricanes make the playoffs. Oh, so your second wild card is probably going to be the Panthers then? Yes. Yeah. Panthers wow. or or maybe the maybe I have trouble saying the Canadians, but I don't really think that's the other thing. I, I had trouble leaving them out too. I, I have trouble. I I want to trust the Canadians and I want to trust Carey Price, but I think it's. I, I have no trouble leaving. It's, it's so hard. I think it's. I think it's Panthers Devils. I really do. I think PK Subban went out again. That's why I have the Rangers. I wanted to put up. I wanted not. Sorry, I wanted to put the Devils up with the Rangers in terms of just overall points. But I do. I think that the if you compare tit for tat the. The players that they added in the off season, I think Jack Hughes and Capo Caco are like people are like, well, Capo is better than Jack, and this, this, and that. So I guess you could say that's even. Wayne Simmons is not quite as good as Jacob Truba in terms of value for the team, and P- and I think Artemi Panarin and, and, and PK Subban are kind of. It, it depends on how Subban's year is. Subban scored like thirty points last year. Yeah, well, he had a tough. Yeah, he had a well, yeah, really tough year. Yeah, really I think Artemi Panarin's a much better player. Well, I do, well, yeah, at this but, point but in his again, career. it's tough. Like for me, as a, like as a defenseman now going to the Devils, the Devils play a different type of game. His offense might be super duper valuable to them, whereas at Nashville, they already have We're such true. a great defensive core. Well, Nashville's he, power play sucked. Yeah, last year too. Yeah, that's true. And I think, but I and I think Nashville again. That's another team. When we get into the West, I think Nashville adding Duchesne is a really. Really, really valuable. To so, but so, but you're right. I'm going to say Panthers for the wild card, and I'm going to say Devils for the wild card. I think that the, those three guys, barring a, a terrible season from Corey Schneider, I think the Devils Devils beat out the Penguins and the Hurricanes for that wild card. Spot. He might. I feel like he might have a bounce back here, but it's just, it's so hard to predict that. Yeah. It's so hard to predict these. Like this, it's, there's it's like really there's, there's going to be yeah. like I think there's going to be like three teams that make the playoffs in the East that none of us predicted. Yeah, well, that could very well happen. I, like, I, the I Flyers mean, make the playoffs. None of us are going to be shocked, but none of us picked them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I, that's it's going to be such a uh, a really really interesting year to, to yeah. for the playoffs. I, I mean, it'll be fun. It should be a lot of good. It's going to be a lot of fun, especially when we get down to the nitty gritty. And also, barring a major injury to any one of these players, could change anything. It, exactly. Also, Devils have Taylor Hall back. That's another yeah. reason. That well, the other thing is like the and, and like you you can never predict injury, but it's so hard to predict Carey yeah. Price to have a like a season where he's fully healthy. Right. Exactly. And that's why which I is left sad the because out. I love him. He's, yeah. he's a I great goalie. Price. I love and, him. and he drives that team. And, and you know, we we've gotten robbed of the chance to see him in the playoffs a couple times because of those injuries which stinks. Yeah. But the, the reason that the, I just want to clarify my reasoning for the Hurricanes not making the playoffs is largely because Justin Williams is 
uh, taking a break. You know what? That that is that I think he I, was yeah, a I, huge part of that team last year. He's the captain. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. I I think that he's of just and again losing Justin Falk. I think losing Falk and Williams, even though they added Edmondson, who's good. I just don't. I don't think that it's quite as valuable to their overall team success. Their right. driving force behind that is really. Well, I Falk think that they it. felt comfortable trading Falk because they also signed Jake Gardner. That's yeah, that's true. I understand. I absolutely right. understand. But, that. but but I mean, yeah. my, but main Falk focal is a great po- my main focal point is that Williams thing. Yes, I absolutely, and I and I agree with that. Now to get over wrong. to prove me wrong. I like the, I like the Hurricanes. Go right. for it. You know. Now we're gonna get over to an easier conference. I think. Woo. A lot easier conference. Uh we're going to the Western Conference, and we're going to go to the... Sorry. I'll try and put that in there when I edit, but I just... I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> Somebody's got to show me how to do that. Uh, put the songs in and all that yeah. stuff. Start the Pacific di- Division. Uh, one team I got winning the Pacific this year is the Golden Knights. Uh, they didn't really lose anything this offseason. They didn't really gain much, but they didn't really lose much either. So I think that they're yeah. going to be bringing back largely the same team. Uh, guys like Pacioretty. And now they have Mark Stone. Uh, Mark Stone, yeah. Uh, th- those guys are I – f- I feel like Pacioretty struggled last year to get like um, – he, he struggled to adapt to the team. Now I think in his second year I think he's going to have a better season. Uh, Mark Stone's a really good player, uh, re- really great two-way player. So I have the Golden Knights taking that division. Uh the Flames, I got them as number two. I know that they suffered heartbreak in the playoffs, but I still trust them in the regular season uh, to to win a lot of games. I like David Riddick in that. I also like Cam Talbot. I know that he's struggled the last couple of years, but uh, he struggled in Edmonton, so I'm not going to judge him for that. Yeah, uh, I, I like yeah. their defense. Uh, they're another team that has really done a ton. I, I did not like the James Neal for Milan Lucic trade, even though Neal struggled last year. I feel like Neal might have a bounce back season. I don't think Lucic is ever going to be a ten goal guy again, <laughs> and that's setting the bar low. But I still think that they got a good team. Uh, I have the Sharks at three. The Sharks they lost Joe Pavelski, which is really going to hurt him. Marty, Martin yeah. Jones, I still don't really trust him in that. The problem is, is they are so talented that even with how awful Martin Jones was last year, they were still up there in the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. Because of how good they are. If Martin Jones can have a 905 save percentage, this team will be the third team in their division. So the yep. Central, I'm going to go with the Stars to win the division. I uh, love that pick. I love Joe it. Pavelski, they got him on a great deal. A three-year deal. I was hoping that nobody would say the stars, just so that I could say the stars. Yeah, but no. I I really like the stars. Let me tell you something. Uh, you're getting a great player in Joe Pavelski. You've already got a great goaltending tandem with uh, Bishop and Hudobin. Uh, I love the addition. Love the addition of Corey Perry. Corey Perry on a one-year yes, deal. Yes, a Jay. one-year deal. You, you get Corey Perry, a Stanley Cup champion from 2007. Great leader. But you're going to put him on that third line. He's basically going to replace Jason Spezza. You know who else was on that 2007 Stanley Cup team? Uh, I'm just, Taylor that was Fadoon? On. He wasn't, but... Sh- shut up. <laughs> so, uh, somebody who was... Is there somebody that was on the Sabres at one but point? They no. did. they are oh. losing Matt Zuccarello. I do want to... He will be... He was I, just... He, here's the thing. I don't really count Reynolds. That's, that's as, fair. As losses. That's true. Because I, I they were a playoff that. team before that. Yeah. So... I can understand that. On that 2007 Stanley Cup team... Amherst native Todd Marchant. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. 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 Yep. I forgot about that. You're related to him, right? He's my second cousin. Yeah. Thank you. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Matt. Yeah, beautiful. 
Uh, Very beautiful. So I took a hockey camp from him once. Yeah. It was it was cool. I didn't know who he was at the time. I just assumed there was some guy here. And then I was like, oh, this guy's like really good at hockey. Yeah. Yeah. Their defense is also really good. Miro Haskinen, John Klingberg. Yeah. I also like the addition of Andre Sakara on a one-year deal too. So they, they, oh, they got Sakara, man. They got two guys who just got Go bought out of their contracts in uh, Sakara and Perry. He inf- uh, informed NHL broadcasters that he would like his last name pronounced Sakara. Yeah, I don't like it. I call him Sakara. That's well. That's what we. That's what RJ said when he played for the Sabers was Sakara. Yeah. And I mean, um, that's if that's how his name is pronounced, go for it. But I just, I just thought it was weird because he played for so many years under Sakara, and now he's Sakara. Yeah, which I, don't, I just don't like the sound of it, so I don't call him Sakara. Uh, but, but I like those additions. You get I'm these guys on one-year deals. You get these guys on. There's really no. I call you Duke. Duke. But yeah, so you got two guys on one-year deals that to be bought out of their contract who are probably going to be. Really good this season. Uh, and Joe Pavelski is really good. So, number two, I'm going to go with the Avalanche. The Avalanche, they're going to have a full season of Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr is really, really good. He is really, really good. You want to talk about a guy that's going to replace Tyson Berry, and now you add Nazem Kadri to the mix? That is a really, really good team. I love their top line. They just got Randon back. Landis Gog, you got McKinnon. I really like the Avalanche, and I th- I don't like their backup goaltender situation. So if Grubauer were to go down, they would kind of be in a really really tough spot. But I do think that Grubauer is going to have another good season. I trust him as a as a starter now in the NHL. Uh, so that's my second team, and my third team. I'm going to go with the Blues. Hard not to include the Stanley Cup champions, uh, especially after they add Justin Falk to the mix. They didn't lose a ton, so the, the those are my three teams from the Central. Uh, my wild card teams, wild card one, I'm going to go with the Nashville Predators. I don't like putting them so low, but it's just that the Stars and Avalanche are so high on my list and in my head. Uh, their power play still stinks, but they got to get that fixed. And one guy that can help that is uh, Matt Duchesne. Uh, and I like Dante Fabro a lot, so he's going to replace P.K. Subban. He's a young kid that they got in the draft a couple years ago. So didn't lose too much. You add Matt Duchesne. So I have them as my wild card one. And second wild card team, it's going to happen this year, I swear. I'm going with the Yotes again. I trust them, even though they've done nothing for me. But I trust Darcy Kemper. I, I trust Auntie Ranta. I don't trust him to not get hurt, but I trust him in that when he's <laughs> playing. Uh, I like their team a lot. They just added Phil Kessel. They just added Phil Kessel. Phil the Thrill. They have Phil the Thrill on their team. they got a lot of other talented players. I like the Clayton Keller extension. I like their defense. I'm going with the Yotes. They're gonna make it this year. The Yotes are a wagon. All right. Thoughts. I like it. I, I like it a lot. I I probably wouldn't have as much flame in the Yotes. Now, well, I, again, I like it so card much. Teams, there could be like two from the Central and none from the Pacific, right? Yeah. That's how yeah. Yeah. Card. It's not yeah. a wild card. That's what I thought. Yeah. That's what I thought. No, yeah. I love that pick so much so that I also picked that. So uh, we'll get into my picks now. I guess. Yeah. Go for it. All right. So Pacific Division. I'm taking the Calgary Flames number one again. They're going to come back and do yep. the same thing they did last year. I don't know. Yeah, no problem with that. Pick. Yeah, they're they're a great team uh, during the regular season, not so much during the playoffs, but <laughs> during the regular season there. Um, number two, I have Vegas. I like Vegas. Uh, Flurry is solid, and then they got a lot of guys in front of them that can do what they need to do. So yeah, Jay had on a lot of good things. So let's just have Jay go first because he. 
says everything that needs to be said. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it makes us sound it great because, like, oh, I just I agree with Jay. Yeah. Oh, this guy that I'd never heard of before has <laughs> been a really good creative addition to the team. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically what I've been doing for two years now. So. <laughs> That's why I have them on. Um, Riding my coattails. Come on. <laughs> number three, I have the San Jose Sharks. Um, San Jose Hockey Sharks. Yes, San Jose Hockey Sharks. And then moving into the Central Division, number one, I have the Nashville Predators. <laughs> um, I think that. Who's that? It was a Scottish accent. Yep, definitely. Predators. Um, <laughs> so I think that with the addition of Matt Duchesne. Uh, they're going to be very good. I think they're going to take it. I like my sweet prince, Matt Duchesne. I like Pecorine. <laughs> yeah, we know you love Pecorine. Um, but UC Saros is a very, very good backup. He is. He is a really like, good backup. If he was in a lot of other places, probably 15 yeah. other teams, he'd be a starter. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, I'd take him on the Blue Jays. Is that again? Now, I, I just want to just real quick interlude. We talked last week about Freddie Anderson, John Gibson, and then we talked about um, Ben Bishop, and Andre Vasilevsky is, Pen, is, is Pecorine, Pecorine a top ten goalie? I think he is. No, well, well, is Jose Saros a the next Vasilevsky or Gibson? I don't think he's that good. I, I think he's just a very young, promising goalie. Um, to me, if I'm trying to find like a comparable, uh, that would be. A that would be a really tough comparable to get by. What about uh? I don't really think you have to compare him. I just I, that was just something I wanted. To, I don't really think so. But I just wanted to, I just wanted to put that out there to see if anybody did think. We also, hopefully, he has a better future. But to me, like what I've seen from him, he really reminds me of like 2013 James Reimer. I see. One tandem we also forgot, Murray Flurry. No, we talked about them. Did we? Yeah. Then so. we were talking about how like well the reason that they the Penguins yeah. let Flurry go was because mm-hmm. Murray was younger and he had a really good year when they made won the. He's on a better contract. And he was yeah exactly and they were and then once Flurry did really well for Vegas and Murray. Didn't really have a bad year, but people thought he did because they didn't win the cup again. It, they just kind of assumed that, oh, they made the wrong move in letting Flurry go. Yeah. And it just kind of got, it was kind of a, you know, depending on your perspective. That's kind of, we did talk about it in yeah. a little bit. But definitely that was, a, you know, goalie tandems. That's the reason that Flurry went is because he's a starting goaltender and so was Murray. And and there you go. And Vegas made the finals. Number, so, number two, I have the Dallas Stars. Wait, so you already went through the Pacific? So you got, yeah. Flames, Golden Knights, and... Sharks. Sharks. Yeah. And then one... Okay, yeah, so one's Predators. Okay, go on. Yeah. Number two is Dallas Stars. Yeah. Okay. Number three, St. Louis Blues. Yeah. Number wildcard teams are Colorado Avalanche and the Arizona Yotes. The Coyotes. Very nice. All right, Pacific. I'm going to say that... I'm going to say the Knights... At the top, I like the idea of having Stone for a full year. Same thing with Patcher Ready in terms of getting more used to the team with Stone there as well. Um, I like the Flames second, and I like the Sharks as third as well for the Pacific. Pretty much all the same reasons. The Sharks, if they can get semi-decent goaltending, they'll be up there because they just have so much talent. But I think the loss of Joe Pavelski really hurts them in terms of being, say, second in the division, where I really think that any three of those teams could go off if they kind of go on a run so I, right. I like the idea like really last year obviously the flames were at the top because they were comparable almost to the lightning in terms of points garnered through the year by just 
just straight up having a really powerful hockey team regular season-wise. The Golden Knights could be the same thing. Like I mentioned, I really like Mark Stone full year on that team. is impressive. And then the Sharks, if they get good goaltending, they're going to lead the league. They're like, lead, I'm sorry, not the league, the division. I think if they get, if for some reason Martin Jones has a really, really good year, he they will be a really, really good team. They'll, lead, they'll, they'll be fantastic. Um, over to the Central, I, I'm going to put the Avalanche at the top. <laughs> Have you changed your mind? About what? <laughs> Who you're putting at the top? You wanted to put the stars? No, I was. Okay. I actually didn't really. <clears throat> I, I never really thought the stars would be at the top. I. I really just like the Stars pick. I actually didn't think that you guys were going to have the Stars in there. I thought that, I mean, Jay, I remember last year that you liked the Jets a lot in the postseason. Well, I like the Jets a lot in the postseason. I don't like their blue line anymore. Well, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) I just, I was kind of operating on the assumption that you would, uh, that you would be a professional Jay Ashton analyst. Like, oh, they're going to make a trade, get some defensemen, and then boom, they're going to do it. Here's the thing. I can't make predictions off of, oh, they're going to get trade, but. Right. Like well, the, I mean, that's the, the wild prediction like, you do to get listeners because you make bold predictions. I, I don't like, like the, I don't like the hot take guy, though. Like, I, I just look at what you've got and analyze it, you know? Yeah. All right. So uh, I'm going to say Avalanche are at the top. They just signed Ranton in, and their team is, I mean, he, another year with him and another year with everybody all together. Like you said, Cal McCarr is an unreal hockey player. <laughs> that's He's a, so good. So I'll play live. No um, the only thing, Same. The only, Twice. Same. That's that's really good for you guys. I'm really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know about you, but I got to see the entire Frozen Four. So like, same. I got to see it from a press box. I didn't. Um, I saw so. it from behind one of the nets. But yeah. Now the only question I have with in terms of the Colorado Avalanche is their goaltending. Right. And that's a big problem because if Grubauer were to ever go down, they, they'd be right. in a really and tough it, spot. And can Grubauer prove that he's a, a you know, a that, that's a bi- it's a big it's no. a big question because no, he's got he doesn't have Varlamov behind him anymore. No, like he's, he's like this this is his net. It's yeah. awful. Yeah, but I, um, I think he can handle yeah, it. But bad. I think the Avalanche are just so good, and you remember them going on that tear and just that that top line. If they can just develop, if their depth can just kind of take a half step up, I think they'll... And, and Nazem Kadri helps with that a absolutely. lot. Absolutely, and that's why I think that they'll lead the Central Division um, because I think the Stars are going to be good, but there's always something about the Stars that just doesn't put them right at the top. Um, I, I feel like Ben Bishop's not going to have as great of a year for some reason. That's just a gut feeling. I think he's going to be... A well, good it's hard to replicate what he did last year. Right, that's exactly. That's a problem. So, but, and, but the Stars' additions of Scory Perry... <clears throat> Is I really, really like that as well, and then Joe Pavelski. Yes, I mean he's a great hockey player. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if the Stars led the division, but I'm not going to predict that because if I predict, I've always lo- been a Stars fan ever since they got Lindy Ruff as their coach, and then obviously that's not the case anymore. But um, I, I don't, I mean, I, I don't. I being a Sabres fan, they're like, how could you like the Stars? Well, I wasn't alive for that, and I just kind of, it wasn't the Stars' fault that the refs made a bad call. It just kind right. of is what it is. And I don't, I didn't dislike the Stars, so I like the Stars, and I want to put them to lead the. Central, but they probably won't, um, just because I said it. Avalanche, Stars, third, I'm going to say Predators, because they're good. Matt Duchesne is going to help the power play a lot. And Pekka Rene is, again, a great goalie. They're, they have great defense still with Roman Yossi, and uh, just they're a very, very well-put They got Matthias Eckholm on a really good deal, too, yeah, which I like. There, there's no counting out the Predators. If the Predators missed the playoffs, I'd be absolutely I, it would have to be. Shocked. It would have to be because of injury. I, and they would, they would have to have a lot of injuries. Like, like, they, they would have, would have to have at least two of their top yeah. defensemen out. Yeah. Rene would have to go out. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, And then Saros would have to be, like, not good. I mean, I think if Rene went out for, I think, even, like, a month, I think Saros could <laughs> yeah, hold, I, them, I, he could definitely hold them above up, 500. But... Absolutely he could. Um, 
in terms of wild card, that's where things kind of get sticky because if you notice, I haven't put the blues in there yet. Yeah, but you're gonna. Um, I'm actually gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. no. Uh. <laughs> like, just 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 take a breath before so you speak. I want I want I want to say the blues. I'm gonna say that for the sake of not looking like an idiot. And I'm also going to say the Canucks. I, I do like the Canucks I'm pick, say the especially. Canucks. The, the Blues, I think, is a kind of, I, I'm pretty it's sure. A safe pick. You know, that's a safe pick to, to be at least a wild card if they don't just straight up make the playoffs. With, with Bennington now on full year, mm -hmm. they will probably not be last in the league at, at <laughs> some point in December. With O'Reilly, again, <laughs> continuing his domination of just that team and the game itself. Um, Adding Justin Falk. Yeah, he's he's okay. He's okay. Ryan O'Reilly's sell out. Um, but so I but I I I hesit for some reason I hesitate to put them above the. I, you know what I w to be honest now that I said it I think the Avalanche are going to be wild card and the Blues are going to be in the. But no I don't I'm going to say Avalanche Stars Predators then the Blues wild card. Um, and then the Canucks I like I said like I mentioned earlier I love the addition of Tyler Myers barring him getting hurt again because he happens to do that all the time. Um, and Elias Patterson is going to have another year of experience in the league. He's going to get stronger, get bigger, and, and be more used to the game to, to play even Quinn better. Hughes, too, is going to have his first full season yeah. in the NHL. So. I, I think the Canucks are um, – I'm not going to say they're back from, you know, like 2011, but they're, they're, in the, they're in a good position, especially with, like, especially with the Ducks and the Oilers and the Kings in that division, to win games when they need them and then to, to, to be in a wild card spot. So that's that's what I'm gonna say. That's yeah. kind of a bold prediction. I wouldn't be surprised. It if is I'm a bolder prediction. I I like the prediction because you add Myers, uh, Quinn Hughes is in his rookie season now. He's gonna help out in your defense. You add J T. Miller, and I do like their goaltending situation. Jacob Markstrom finally took that step forward last year. It's gonna be interesting to see how he does this year. But if he doesn't step up, they got the young Thatcher Demko behind him, who has highly touted as one of the top goaltending prospects. Uh, we've seen him play well over the last couple of years. So. Yeah, I, I respect that pick a lot. I I don't I don't really regret it. I the only thing I regret is maybe um, almost leaving out the Blues. Almost leaving out the Blues is I I I know that they're gonna do well. I just I just want to have people be like, wow, that's that that's bull. I want to be different. You know, I don't want to be. I'm different. Copy, so. Two chains had that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, I think just in general, I, I don't think it's really a contest. But well, it is a contest. That's but in terms of just like the bad divisions and that teams in that division, I think like I don't, I think the Blackhawks are gonna do pretty bad. Yeah, they, I, some people are pretty different for the playoffs. I think. They're well, it's because they have Robin Leonard. Yeah, he's, it's, and and I think that he's a good goalie, but like I just think they're bad. Yeah, yeah. and I think Kane and Taze are not Kane and Taze anymore. Well, Kane's well, Kane. Kane. Kane is Kane. Well, yeah, John, Kane Jonathan is Taze Kane. actually had a really good year last year. But, 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 but mainly like, because I was trashing him at the beginning of last year, if you remember. Yeah. But <laughs> yes, yeah, He's the most overrated player in the NHL. I don't I think like, he was a uh, point per game player. I said Sidney Crosby. I was right. No, you. Good God Almighty. I, I, I just did, I don't think the Blackhawks are. They're good enough to finish even. Talk not, about a one line team. Kane, Taze, and Brinkett. Yeah. That's a great line. Their depth is. After that, it's just so shaky. Yeah, like, and I, and you, you and just I, can't rely you know on that so team. So they just traded for Alex Nylander from the Sabers and gave away Henry Yokiharu, which yeah. was one of their more promising future defensemen. Mm -hmm. And then now they just don't have that. And, and people, if you look at 
um, Blackhawks Twitter and People Blackhawks social media. Mad. They are not happy at all. Right. They said uh, so. I've seen more than one person after the preseason games say, "Oh my God, Alex Nylander is the worst player on the ice." <laughs> Which is um, which is uh, when, when we drafted him, p- some people said this guy is better than his brother is. <laughs> is Willie nope. his brother? Yeah, Willie yeah. neither is his brother. Yeah, no, that's definitely not the case. Uh, so real quick, we are running a little bit low on time, but yes, do you, we, are. we, I did have four predictions that I wanted us to make. Yeah, rookie yeah, of the we'll, year, we'll Jack Adams, Vesna, and Oops. MVP. Um, um, let's start with rookie of the year. Yeah, I kind of want to go first because I've been pumping this guy's tires. For quite some time now, in his first full season, Kale McCarr is going to win Rookie of the Year because he's incredible. Yeah, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, Kabukako is going to win it because Kale McCarr is a defenseman, and I think it's it's harder to win. It is harder. It's harder to win Rookie of the Year as a defenseman. Than it is on as a, as a forward, especially with Capocacco now playing with Panarin on the Rangers, who I predicted to and just straight up, make, yeah, to, to to just I predicted them to straight up make the playoffs. But now I know I did the same thing with the Avalanche, but the Avalanche last year made, know, the made the playoffs. They were already a playoff team, so and they made it the second so round. So I think it's tough for I think it's gonna be tough for Calmacari to to. Uh, to do that simply because he's a defenseman. So I think Kapokako is going to win it. I think it is harder for defensemen to win, but the one thing that he does have to his advantage is not only has, does he have some NHL experience, his experience has come in the playoffs. Yes. Which yeah. is really going to help him this year. Yeah, absolutely will. I really like Kapokar, but I don't think he's going to win rookie of the year. I think it's going to go to the number one overall pick in the 2019 NHL draft, Jack Hughes, the New Jersey Devils. Wow. Let's see, he's that's a a hot take over here. Yeah. The first overall picks yeah. in Owen. I like that prediction though. It's that's not bad. Well it's different than, you know, it's I, I think that we all got the different. three of us having a different picks is increases the likelihood of somebody being right and somebody looking smart. And um I think I'm gonna die if it's like someone we've never heard that of. That would before. be so funny. <laughs> I think uh New Jersey added a lot, like we were mentioning when we all said they were gonna make the playoffs. Um and I think that's just gonna help him in his first year. I mean, if he plays on a line with Paul Mary and Taylor Hall, then yeah. there's a very good chance that he could win. And then, it. and then he doesn't he doesn't gotta worry about anything because PK Subban's back there being PK Subban. PK Subban's not back there. He's usually gonna be pinching up the boards. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I, would, I would worry a lot about what happens behind you if you turn the puck over over the blue line. Um, uh, Jack Adams. I'm gonna go with Joel Quenville. Joel Quenville is the Panthers' head coach now. Panthers have missed the playoffs the last couple of seasons. He's a good coach. Uh, obviously, he's won three Stanley Cups. And he's now taking over a team that's added a bunch of talent, including Sergei Bobrovsky. They're probably going to make the playoffs. And if they make the playoffs, uh, it's usually coach of the year goes to a team whose playoff hasn't made it. Or me, a team who has not made the playoffs in a while. Coach takes him there. So Because of the Montreal screw job that happened last year, and props to you guys if you know what the Montreal Screwjob is. Um, I'm saying Rod Brin- Rod Brindamore. The Montreal what? It's it's from WWE wrestling. It's it's just a thing uh, that happened. I was just joking. I, I was like Montreal. But he got, what, what, is, what does he have to do with he, Montreal? No, he got he had screwed over last year. Okay. Um, I like that he pick. Wins this year. Yeah. Rod I like Rod Brindamore a lot. I I do I, I like what you said with Joel Quenville. I think he has probably one of the best odds to win the mm-hmm. Jack Adams. Yeah. I'm going to stay bold. I'm going to do something that is probably unexpected. 
I'm going to say Travis Green, the head coach of the Canucks. Wow. I, I That's a good pick. Because I, if they make the playoffs they like you playoffs, predicted, that, he could absolutely be up there. It's the same thing. It, they didn't make the playoffs the past couple years, and now they have the chance to, if they do exactly what the Hurricanes did last year, I, I think he has a has great odds. Or or what will happen is he'll get snubbed for Quenville, just like Brenda Moore arguably was snubbed for Barry Trotz. I think Quenville and Trotz are very comparable in, in what they're doing. But I think, and I think they're going into a situation where if you can really compare those two, you have Barry Trotz going into an Islers team that now they did they lost their superstar in Tavares, but they added a good goalie in Leonard, and then that kind of propelled them to success of actually having a good backup as well. Quenville goes down to the Panthers, where they have somebody who's really good in Aaron Ekblad and Sasha Barkov, but they also have a really good goalie in um, not is Ilya Brzezgalov. That's not <laughs> their goal he is anymore. <laughs> he hasn't played in years. Um. <clears throat> You're done. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> you're done. I'm done. You're done. <laughs> I'm a cook, but yeah. So they're obviously they're um, they're adding of Bobrovsky is going to be very comparable to the Leonard's type thing, but Bobrovsky doesn't have the issues that Leonard had. So I think <laughs> his issues were in the playoffs, but he kind of solved right, that last year. But it year. wasn't like a like overcoming right. you know things, and so I think that'll kind of dis. I think that might have been a lot of the reason that Barry Trotz was given the Jack Adams last year. Because he helped Leonard with that, yeah. So I think Quenville not really, not really having anything to help Bobrovsky with, and then adding Bobrovsky, who is argu- who's better than Leonard is to begin with. If the Canucks do what I think they're going to and make the playoffs, Travis Green is going to be a content to be a favorite for that. So I'm going to pick him. Okay, who's going to win the Vesna? Ben Bishop. Okay. okay. Um. I that one I had. I had trouble. Picking. I had trouble with it too. I couldn't really, I couldn't really say, but I I think that maybe if we're if if things go the way that I think they might be able to go, I think a lot of people. Well, I I, I wanted to say Bennington right away. That was my first thought was I wanted to say Bennington, but I have a feeling that the same thing's going to happen with Murray, where like if they don't do as well as they did last year, people are not going to like them as right. much. My so my original thought was Bennington. I wanted to be conservative and go with um I want to go with Bishop again but I have a feeling that maybe it'll be somebody like somebody like Vasilevsky but I really I between the three of them between I mean a whole bunch of people I could have picked somebody I, but I mean if I want to stay with bold I'm going to pick Marc-Andre Fleury if I want to go with bold but that came out of left field I mean I just I think I kind of wanted to say I don't want to pick Bennington so I'll probably just stay um, conservative and just go with Bishop. It's probably my lock-in pick. Are you ready for being bold? We can pick Jacob Markstrom. Nope. Pick a guy. Oh, Bobrovsky. Nope. Oh. I'm gonna go with Connor Hellebuck. Huh. Connor Hellebuck has a bad defense in front of him. That's true. He does. Connor Hellebuck did not have a great year last year. No, he didn't. But uh, Connor Hellebuck, if he plays well with the defense that he has in front of him, and the Jets win some games. I think that's great betting odds, two thousand to one. By the way, if you're if you're a gambler, uh, those are great odds on uh, someone to win the Vesna. I think he's very talented. He's a big body. Uh, has had success the last two years, even though he did struggle at times last year. So I think if he if he has a good season behind that defense, I think he can win the Vesna. Yeah, that's a. But you make a good point. 
And I like the bold prediction. Yeah. You know, I'm a big, I was a big, I, I'm big a big betting odds guy. So when I saw that, I was like, God, if I had any money, I would do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. I wouldn't. My parents would kill me. Last one before we got to go. MVP. I'm going Nathan McKinnon. Ooh. Nathan McKinnon, second year on that line with Rantanen and Landeskog. Uh, he's an incredible player. I, I know a lot of people would go with Gujarov or McDavid or maybe Crosby, but I just feel like McKinnon, like, he's already broken out and he's already a superstar, but I feel like this is going to be his first truly dominant season as, like, not an elite forward, a franchise uh, level forward in the National Hockey League. He's going to pave himself in the top five of NHL forwards this season. And my prediction is going to score 120 points. Wow. Wow. Duke? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be so mad when he scores like 70. <laughs> um, let me think here. Patrice Bergeron. (laughs) (laughs) That's my pick. That's awesome. No, it's not. It's an awful pick. It's an awful pick. Why is that an awful pick? Patrice Bergeron (laughs) is the best two-way player in the game. He's not going to have the stats for MVP. (laughs) <laughs> like I get, you, you can make the case that he is the most valuable player on the Boston Bruins, and he is a great player, so I have no yeah. problem with you pumping the tires of Patrice Bergeron. But as far as MVP goes, it's always going to go to the guy who's got like a 1,000 points in a season. Hey, Patrice hey, Bergeron doesn't do hey, that. Hey, remember last year when you made fun of me? For, for what? For my playoff picks. You're gonna be so mad. That'd be awesome. All right, I'm just gonna read off the odds off of sportsbettingtime.com for. Let's see the odds on Patrice Bergeron to win it. Patrice Bergeron, I don't see. I see. So we got Connor McDavid at 350, Kucherov at 550, Crosby at 700, Matthews at 950. McKinnon and Ovechkin are both tied at a thousand. Taylor Hall is fourteen hundred. I like that. Yeah. Patrick Kane is twenty two hundred. I wouldn't go there. Mark Shifley is also twenty two hundred. That's neat. Um, John Tavares is twenty. <laughs> <laughs> no first run in sight. John Tavares is twenty five hundred. Mitch Marner is twenty eight hundred, and Steven Stamkos is also twenty eight hundred. Do you know what number I actually really like on that list? I really like Matthews at 950. Me too. Me too. Yeah. I really like that. That's who I'm going to say. I'm going to say Austin Matthews. Yeah. I well, really if like he that. stays healthy and plays all like plays all year. If he plays at least like 79 games this year. Yeah, absolutely. That's, I think he can that's, do it. If I was a betting man, I'd pick that. Um, unfortunately, I cannot find any of this. Patrice Bergeron. So let me just hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Here we go. <laughs> um, I just Googled. Let's okay. So this is my plus, top. My is it plus two fifty? For there's no way. It's no, plus there's no way. No. Um, the top Bruins player is twenty, also twenty eight hundred on my top sports and books. It's Marshawn. No, it's Pasternak. Oh. Um. Yeah, Braden Point is also at twenty eight hundred on this website, as is Kuznetsov. Ha. Uh, but yeah. Here's so an article on NBC Sports Boston. 
And it's NBC Sports Boston. NBC Sports Boston. Patrice Bergeron for NHL MVP? Question mark. Don Cherry makes a case for Bruins star. Right. <laughs> to listen to Don Cherry okay. and be serious about it. I just found this like literally now. Well, that's I'm looking up, and the only I ha, I have an article here from January 26, 2018. Why isn't Patrice Bergeron discussed as a serious MVP candidate? And it gives stats from like 2005, 2006. Well, his previous high in points is 73 from 2005, 2006. Uh, he, I, he, he's not winning the MVP. It's just not happening. He's good. He's a great player, but yeah, it's just not. That's not gonna happen. Sorry, Duke. No. Well, if it happens, I will. I I, I don't know what I'd do. I'd, I'll buy you a pizza or something. All right. Yeah, I'll buy you a pizza. If Patrice Bergeron wins MVP, I will buy you a pizza. And if um, and if Ovi scores exactly 42 <laughs> goals, Jay is going to get off the podcast. All right. So next year, for the very first it's episode It's got to be exactly year, 42, though. I know. So next year, for the first episode of the Over the Boards podcast, Vinny Cristiano and I will be here. <laughs> eating, I'll pizza. I'll have pizza. <laughs> eating pizza. Eating <laughs> pizza. I'll be honest, Duke. If that somehow happens... Like NHL Network needs to pick you, like sign you to a contract right now. Yeah, that that would be like I just predict all this. I'm Nostradamus. That'd be awesome. People would watch you and be like, "This guy's an idiot." Look at these picks, and then they happen. They're like, "This guy's not an idiot." (laughs) 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 All right. Well, it would be your guys' exact reaction that you have in here. So yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, um, yeah, we should wrap this up. We have to go. All right. So this has been the Over the Boards Podcast. Four. Jay Ashdown, Vinny Cristiano. I'm Matt Duke. See Duke ya. Good night, Jim Kite.